Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by real estate coach Rochelle Abrazizi, a former top producing buyer's agent and longtime member of the Tim and Julie Harris real estate coaching team, who will be discussing some of the common challenges that her students face in today's market and how she helps them overcome those challenges to be successful in their real estate careers. Now, let's welcome Rochelle to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Rochelle, welcome to the call. Obviously, I appreciate you setting aside the time to be uh, my co-host and to uh, be interviewed for today's radio show. You know, guys, uh, the description that our producer, Mr. Ventura, just read to you only sort of partially describes Rochelle because she has actually worked with Julie and I uh, for some, in some capacity for basically our entire real estate careers. She was um, with us when we sold real estate, and she helped us form the buyer agent team. And, you know, she's basically been an integral part of our business in one form or another pretty much for the last 20 years. So for that, Rochelle, I thank you and welcome to today's radio show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, Rochelle, we have a lot of questions, and the questions I'm going to focus on primarily with you are the ones that are going to help the listeners drill down on what is holding them back. And I know that's something that um, you've helped agents work with or, you know, basically directly uh, – help to understand what's holding them back, their upper limit that they set on themselves. It might be for money. It might be for success. It might be for a lot of things. But it does seem that all of us have some sort of innate upper limit that we set, and, and we don't even know it's there. So maybe um, this manifests itself when you look at successful agents. You'll see that they'll have long periods of really great success. They'll make maybe a long period could be a year or two or three or maybe even ten. And then there's some sort of crash or you'll see it sometimes when agents will work their butts off, get a lot in contract, they have a lot of money pending, and then all of a sudden they will stop doing the very things that it took them to get there in the first place. And it's our theory that what happens is there's a psychological pressure relief valve that almost goes off in, in agents' heads, in everyone's heads. This isn't just a real estate agent thing. This is an everybody thing. Everybody has sort of an upper limits challenge. So when you are experiencing an agent, Rochelle, when you're helping to coach an agent who you know is capable of more, who you know is able, uh, con- uh, basically they can have consistent success opposed to just here and there sporadic success, you know, cash flow opposed to cash spurts, how do you help that agent get around that? Well, just the different agents that I talk to on a daily basis, I actually even spoke to one today. And one of the one questions that I always ask is what your best year in real estate was. The girl today told me probably 2010. She had a fantastic year. Ever since 2010, she has not done anything. And I asked her, what did you do different in 2010 versus what you're doing now? And I had her write down everything that she did different. And she basically recognized it immediately when she started writing down the things that she's not doing now and she's become very lazy and complacent with what she is accepting as her limit for this year and because she made that great year I think because she reached that one goal 
she forgot about that goal going forward and fell back to where she was. So we had to channel in on what made her successful that year and let's redo exactly the steps that you did in 2010 to get you back to where you were. And there were so many things that she was missing that she's going to start implementing immediately. Well, you said lazy, which I'm not going to disagree with you about, because at the end of the day, guys, it's lazy if you know what you're supposed to be doing, and then you don't do it, and you choose not to do it. But also, fundamentally, that gal probably had a beliefs issue. In other words, she thought that 2010 was just some sort of anomalous year. It'll never happen again. It was like basically winning the lottery, and it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing. She didn't realize that her life could be about ever-increasing success, I'm sure. So I'm curious, when you asked her that question, what were the things that she came up with that uh, she did in 2010 that she's not doing now? Well, she was prospecting a lot more then. She was Mm. doing short sales then, um, and she actually stuck to a a schedule, and she no longer does that. She has no schedule that she follows on a daily basis. She said that I asked her um, what percentage of her day was dollar productive, and she started laughing, and she said maybe an hour. And I said, well, don't you recognize the problem right there? And she was like, you're right. Yes, I do nothing. I sit at my office, and to me it feels like I'm doing something, but I'm not. So what do you think did you get to uh, – I know you only had a half-hour call with her, but, I'm, again, I'm just I'm more curious about this. I'm sure so are our listeners. So why did she go from having discipline? Why did she go from having a schedule? Why did she go from doing the things that she knew would result in her becoming more successful? Why did she, you know, why did she go from that state – to uh, no longer operating at that higher level of efficiency. Why do you think? Um, I think that she she had such a good year, and I see this all the time with a lot of students, not just her, where they talk about that fantastic year, and then nothing nothing is comparable to it afterwards because I think maybe that year something happened where she set a goal, she reached it, and the next year she didn't follow through with a goal. So she didn't have a attainable goal in mind going forward, and that's kind of what she's going through now. That's she did really not have awesome. her business plan either for um, 2015. Well, so that's an awesome point because what you're saying basically is she had a goal, she accomplished her goal. Now this was a while ago, and she's been kind of goalless ever since. So, listeners, this is a really important thing that Rochelle's bringing out. Make sure you don't wait to accomplish your goal before you set another goal. You should be resetting your goal or choosing a higher goal when you're about halfway to accomplishing the one you're working on. I know that sounds kind of, you know, maybe overwhelming for some of you, but the truth is if you don't uh, do that, you're going to be like this gal that Rochelle just helped on a coaching call. You're going to reach your upper limits, and you're going to say, I accomplished it, now I don't know what's next. Guys, listen, that happens to all of us. It's totally and completely normal. You know, a great example, Rochelle, and I, I know you actually are way into physical fitness, but this is something that, you know, people will say, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to run a marathon, right? So they, you know, six months, 12 months sometimes to get in shape, they hire a coach, they do all these things that, uh, you know, are necessary to make it so you can run 26 miles. And after they run the marathon, well, then they just stop doing the very things uh, that they had been doing to keep get in great shape. And they, you know, two, three years later, the idea of running a marathon is about as foreign to them as it possibly could be because they're so far out of shape because they did not reset another goal. So after they had ran the marathon, they should have been saying, okay, I'm going to run another one and another one and another one. Well, I mean, maybe marathons aren't your thing, but you certainly can be setting higher goals and expectations for yourself and for your life 
for, say, for example, I mean, well, Rochelle, you help us. So, like, what are the different categories, for example, when you're talking to all these agents, right? Where are the things that, you know, goals areas, like things that you know are important, maybe small things, big things? What are the types of goals that agents should be setting that would challenge themselves? We always talk about money and, you know, units and production and all that. But what are the things that you found that truly get at the heart of what motivates an agent? Um, I always start with setting small goals on a daily basis. So with her, I gave her a couple ideas to do this week for the rest of the week every day, and it was very something very simple, and I told her we're, not, we're going to set an attainable goal, not some goal that's just so crazy that she'll say I'm never going to do this. So I gave her a very small goal, and I told her to email me next week and let me know that she did it because I want to hold her accountable and find out, what held her from doing what I gave her to do. So I always start with a very small daily goal to see if they can do that. And I feel and have noticed that a lot of agents say, you know, once they did the one thing that I told them to do, they're ready for the next thing. They're ready for the next goal. That's Mm -hmm. great. So give us an example. What would be, say, for example, a small, like, so an agent's, all right, I'm, I'm guilty, I haven't been setting goals. I'm sort of, you know, rudderless in an ocean, just going wherever the strong breeze blows me. I had a really great year. Uh, you know, this honestly, guys, this is a typical pattern of agents. We honestly hear about this from new coaching clients. This is like a huge portion of you that are enrolling as coaching clients. You've been successful in the past. Uh, you want to be successful again, and you're finally realizing this market is, a, frankly, the best market of our lifetimes. And now you're thinking to yourselves, well, how the heck do I leverage it, and how the heck do I make the most of it? Um, on a side note, because you have been successful in the past, because you have had that experience, there's a 99.9% chance you can do it again. The greatest predetermined of whether or not someone's going to be successful um, is just that. Have you been successful at the past? It doesn't always have to have been just strictly from selling real estate. If you've been successful at other things that maybe are, you know, you're a musician or you know, you, the marathon thing again or whatever – so when we start with a new coaching client, you ask that question. What have you been successful at? What have you actually done in the past that was you know, hard to do, that took a lot of work, that you absolutely positive? Now, some people you have to go back to high school. Some people you have to go back into when they were kids. That's not abnormal. But if you can help people to realize that they've been successful in the past, like I said, it's almost a 100% chance that all they have to do is uh, remind themselves that they've done it, rechannel that, as Rochelle just said, and then boom, bang, what do you have? Is you have a lifetime of success provided, obviously, you continue to keep on climbing. So, Rochelle, the small goals. Let's Give me a fair example. Um, well, I asked her, for instance, she's telling me she's sitting at her office all day. I said, well, why don't we start with making two hours of your day being dollar productive? And she said, well, what does that mean? I said, well, anything that's going to create income for you, what could you be doing those two hours sitting at your desk every single day? Could you be making calls? Could you be prospecting? Could you be looking up expireds or FISBOs or whatever it may be? Mark those two hours off and do only that. And then she said in 2010 she was really good at door knocking. And I said, well, why aren't you doing that now? And she said, well, I don't know what to say. And I said, well... How about if you go get some little packets of flower seeds, because it's spring, staple your business card to them, and just have a goal to talk to 20 people, whether it's the Starbucks girl at the window or the woman checking you out at the grocery store or somebody that you run into picking your daughter up from school. 
hand them a little packet of flower seeds, say a very small, I want to welcome spring, here's a little packet of flower seeds. If you know anybody that needs to buy or sell, I hope you keep me in mind. So her goal was so to go and buy some flower seeds. Uh huh. So let's talk about specifically, like you talked about the uh, what happens when people see themselves accomplishing small goals. So the small goals, the you know, those absolutely positively will rebuild your confidence. But it happens pretty fast, doesn't it, Rochelle? I mean, it's it not going to be like six six months of small goals. It's like maybe two weeks, and all of a sudden they can start setting bigger goals, right? Right. So why is it that agents um, a lot, like for example, the scalp we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Why is it that agents are sometimes uh, weary of letting the world know that they're in real estate? This whole secret agent phenomenon, which is you know, it plagues most agents, and they rationalize it. You know, they'll, oh, I don't want to seem like a pushy salesperson, or I don't want to seem like this, or I don't seem like... So, you know, that's something we see all the time. How do you help agents overcome their fear of actually, you know, being seen as <gasps> salespeople? Well, I always tell them to come as a place in your mindset of being of service, not of being some pushy sales agent. And if you talk to anybody... And you're and you have it in your mind that you're there to be of service and to help that person. You're going to come across a lot better than you are if in your mind you're thinking you're just some pushy salesperson. So I think the first part is mindset and getting it in your mind and and knowing that you went to school for a reason, you got your license for a reason. Why are you hiding from people? Go do what you know and and follow that, and you should see a difference once you start changing your mindset and acting like you're being of service instead of somebody that's just looking for somebody to sell their house with them. So, guys, there's many ways to go about um, getting out of the closet, basically, as a salesperson. In other words, those of you who are having your – you're finding your gr- teeth are grinding right now, as I'm suggesting that you focus on becoming the best salesperson you can be and, and embrace the fact that you are a salesperson. We did – we've done at least a couple of radio shows, Julie and I, on – the fact that we are salespeople and the greatest paid folks in the world are salespeople. It doesn't matter if they're doctors. It doesn't matter if they're actors. It doesn't matter whatever. The greatest paid folks in the world always have been and always will be salespeople. So here's an idea for you. Embrace it and become the best salesperson you possibly can. You know, Learn the skills that are necessary. Know what to say. Now, please understand that like Rochelle is very, you know, she's very extroverted, right? She can talk to anybody anytime, no doubt. Some of you, most of you aren't like that. So there are different ways, different scripts, different pathways to accomplishing the same goal that will make it so that it's a natural fit for your personality style. Those of you who are introverted, that's going to be something that you're going to have to you know, embrace, the fact that you can be a non-secret agent. You can be Superman, right? You can be the truest sense of yourself and at the same time not feel like you're compromising yourself. See, right there, that's the rub. You know, You guys will sometimes be exposed to uh, leads forms of lead generation, or here's this script, read that, do this, do the other thing. But it's just not you. It doesn't feel like it's a fit for you. And then the traditional thing to do you know, in sales training is read the script, do it exactly like we say it. Well, it doesn't work because it's, it does not, even if you say it exactly, if you're not actually feeling it, if it's not actually your words, you're not going to actually believe it, and the person you're talking to is going to perceive it, and the next thing that's going to happen is you're not going to get anything, and you're going to get frustrated, you're going to be back where you started. Our uh, belief is with scripts is that the number one thing for you to do is obviously you want to internalize the scripts, and then we want you to personalize the scripts. 
Now, internalization is different from memorization, right? Memorization is like you were back in school just trying to learn your, you know, your mathematics table so you could pass the quiz, right? I don't want you to remember that. I want you to remember the order of the questions and then ask the questions in that particular order because there's, you know, just a tiny bit of genius behind it. And then it's been tested in every market, every price range for agents for the last 20 years, so the scripts work. But then personalize it. You can change the, you know, the vernacular, the words we use. You can choose your own style. That way it becomes yours. You might have learned the conversation pattern from one of our scripts, but it's not our script that you're reading. It becomes Rochelle's script or Sarah's script or Julie's script or Tim's script. It becomes their script, and then you own it, and then you believe in it, and then you're going to say it with a lot of enthusiasm and energy. That's the point of knowing how to say and what to say. When you have that level of mastery, um, then all of a sudden you find yourself, hey, I can have a conversation with anybody. Hey, there's a conversation about real estate happening behind me in line at Starbucks. You know, I can join in and not feel like I'm imposing or not feeling like I'm not being an authentic version of myself. Guys, this is the way to think about scripts. This is the way to think about moving the conversation forward with yourself and so you can be successful consistently. So Rochelle and I started out today's radio show talking about the fact that you, everyone has in place these upward limits that they set on themselves where they can only have so much happiness, so much um, – like you get to a point where – guys, think about this. Have you gotten to a point where you had like a long series, maybe it's a week, a weekend, two weeks, a month, where everything was just going perfectly, then all of a sudden you find yourself in this heated argument with your spouse or your children, or you had this long period and that can be defined by your own rules – of financial success, great month, great month, and then bam, all of a sudden some big financial something or another happens that really puts you back on your heels. You probably, without knowing it, created those things because internally you had set an upper limit. I'm only willing to accept this much success. I'm only willing to accept this much um, love. I'm only willing to accept this you know, level of lifestyle. Rochelle, so as I'm talking about that, what are you thinking? I'm thinking about, it's funny, because I'm thinking about everybody that I've spoken to in the last week telling me, oh, you know, I always get stuck at 50000 or I always get stuck at 100000 and mm-hmm. I just can't get past that. And it's true. Yeah. I because mean, that, they, they it's an upper set limit a limit. Thing. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. So, Rochelle, I'm curious, from all your calls, and you've had just a ton of calls at this point, what do you think agents, like if you could have a magic, you're the now the fairy princess of real estate. You'd like that, wouldn't you? I, I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you could grant you know everyone a wish. And the wish <laughs> I know. And the wish would be that you could basically have agents stop doing this. Okay, so you fill in the blank. What is it that you see agents doing? Maybe one or two things that if you could just all of a sudden give the industry a wish, boom, People are no longer going to make this particular mistake or no longer continue to do this particular thing because at the end of the day, you know from all your coaching calls, it's it's fruitless. There's no point in it. Is there anything that comes to mind? Two things come to mind. One is stop being afraid, and the other one is stop taking your job so not serious, like being the Pop-Tart realtor that jumps out the door and takes off running to meet somebody at a house they've never been to, someone they've never known, and they're just taking – a chance and just running out the door to to show a house because it's the only lead they have. I hate that. That's probably the worst thing that I hear on a daily basis. Well, okay. I mean, she's talking about pop tart realtors, and we talk about that, right? And Julie, or and Julie and I, you know, this is a huge concern of ours for the industry 
men and women, you, you guys cheapen yourselves when you act like that. You know, when you basically are essentially not willing to pre-qualify somebody, when you're not, uh, you know, willing to take them through at least a few pre-qualifying questions about their finances to determine whether they're real or not, and you think that somehow magically because you were able to get there first, you're going to get the sale, you're wrong. They don't respect you. They're going to go back to the realtor that basically put them through the, you know, all the questions in the pre-qual. They're not going to That's use right. you. Those people, nine to N, but there's even worse things. There's been a lot of examples, and we've talked about it on the radio, about crime statistics that are happening now. You know, it's crazy, guys, stopping a Pop-Tart realtor. So, Rochelle, the other thing, the fear thing, talk about that. Just the the different things that people are scared of is just amazing to me. They're afraid to pick up the phone. They're afraid to knock on a door. They're afraid to call an expired. They're afraid to tell somebody they're a real estate agent. But they went to school and got their license and paid all those fees, and now they're paying for the board and the MLS, but nobody knows. And they're, they're afraid, and they wonder why they're not more successful than they are. But trying to make them realize the reason is, is what I feel like my job is. I'm trying to show them the reasons why they shouldn't be afraid. So if someone you're talking with someone and you can sense that basically there's a core level fear that they have about doing their job, how, do, how does that manifest itself? How can you tell? What are the things that they say so that our listeners can say, yep, that's me. So what would be the types of things that they would experience if they were actually you know, basically being held back by irrational fears? Well, like for instance, if I say, uh, what are you doing as far as prospecting? How are you prospecting? And they say, well... I'm I'm not. <laughs> well, are you making calls? No. Are you doing open houses? No. Are how are you prospecting? Where are you getting your leads? Oh, I'm buying them from Zillow or Trulia. Well, how's that working for you? And it, it it never comes across as anything good. And then I'll say, why are you not calling? Why are you not doing open houses? And a lot of people sometimes will say it's a fear of rejection. I mean, they'll flat out just say so. So trying to get them right. past that, and, and that's, that's the hardest part. But it's, it's actually very fulfilling to me to be able to help them through that, too. Well, that is the beauty of being a coach, right? I mean, you do help to Absolutely. help people kind of overcome their fears. So, you know, guys, it's, it's, Rochelle said fear of rejection. That's certainly a big part of it. But in some cases, the real fear is of the success. In other words, what happens if they say yes, then what, Right. Right. So, and I, I will, I'll suggest to you, a lot of you listeners out there, especially you coaching students who have not fully embraced the whole real estate coaching essential system. You're not completely doing what your coach asked you to do. You're probably, you're not fearful. Well, you probably are partially fearful of the rejection. That's just normal when you're starting down the path of being self-sufficient, right? When you're learning how to self-generate, yeah, the rejection elements there. But truthfully, that goes right relatively quick. You, if you start doing some of the basic things, and we teach you over 50 things you can do to lead generate, you start doing some of those basic things, you guys are going to generate more leads than you know what to do with really quick, which will be a nice problem to have, right? And by the way, you didn't have to pay a nickel for them. So the next thought that inevitably will enter your mind is, oh, my God, what am I going to do if I have you know, so many listings I can't handle it, right? What am I going to do with all this? What am I going to do with all this? So you know, the, the, the fun part of this, guys, is that, Working through the fear of rejection is the easier part. It's working through the 
fear of your success, what comes from learning how to do the things we asked you to do, that sometimes is the greater challenge. But the other side of that is when you actually have talked to yourself and worked into doing the work consistently and you're accepting the fact that you're deserving of a lot of success and you can handle a lot of success, well, then after that, that's your own breakthrough. That's exciting. I mean, Rochelle, can you share with the listeners some of the experiences you've had with agents as they've had their own breakthrough and they realize that this is something that they can really, this real estate industry is something they can use as a vehicle to live the life of their dreams? Can you, any stories in particular, clients maybe that come to mind? Um, I've had a couple clients that um, were afraid to prospect on the phone. They were pr- afraid to call an expired or they were afraid to, even even when they got a lead that came in on their property, they were afraid to call back. So one of them, I had them be on the phone with me and I said, we're going to do this together. I will be here. I want to hear what you have to say. Don't read anything. Just use it. Go go it, Go with it like you are being of service and you're not being pushy. And she did one and got a listing appointment and her entire mindset, even even over the phone, everything I could hear from her, she was so excited she couldn't wait to make the next call. So once she realized that it wasn't that hard and that people are accepting and she was successful with that one call, she was ready to make 10 more. You know, the cool thing about a lot of things that we ask you guys to do is they do require skill. They do require you being professional. They do require effort. And what makes that something you absolutely, a path you absolutely want to pursue, opposed to the path that 99.9% of agents, the, the path that they pursue, which is the bright, shiny object path, right, where they think they're going to somehow buy something that's going to solve all their problems. We're teaching you guys how to fish. We're teaching you guys how to be self-sufficient. We're teaching you guys how to build a real business, how to make real profit, and then ideally build some wealth for yourself. Well, when you're on that path, you would think that path is going to be uh, crowded with other agents. It's not. So that's the irony of it, right? When you learn the skills, when you learn to embrace the wonderful gift this industry is, and you're actually willing to accept the fact that you are a salesperson, you are here to help other people, and you have to maximize that opportunity by learning your scripts, what happens, what's exciting is, is that you will find you have no competition. You right now, a lot of you listeners out there, you guys are saying, oh my gosh, Tim and Julie, you know, and Rochelle, right? I mean, I want to go down this path. I want to be successful. Tell me what to do. We are. <laughs> we are telling you what to do. You just have to do it. Stop searching. Stop looking. Stop, you know, hoping that somehow magically there's going to be somebody that's going to sell you a lead that's going to solve all your problems. You guys have to learn how to do this yourselves. Be self-sufficient. Eventually, if you want to add some passively generation things, if you want to build a team, do that. But for now, even though those of you who are seasoned have been in the business for a long time, you guys are the greatest challenge, to be honest with you. The new agents are easy because they don't have to unlearn any bad habits. The rest of you guys, a lot of you are successful in your own ways and you've learned how to do certain things. Well, now, especially now because of this incredible real estate market, really take this to the next level. But, you know, we obviously talk a lot about coaching and we're enthusiastic about coaching. It's what we do. We're, we're one of the largest coaching organizations of our kind in the world. This is the number one real estate radio show for agents and only for agents. You know, that's our primary focus in the world. And that's great. But you know what? There is a problem with coaching. I mean, there is. And I'm going to tell you what it is. So everyone wants coaching. You know, I think everyone, for the most part, you run into somebody and you say, well, this is what a coach will do. And this is basically the result that you'll have. Everybody needs coaching. 
Now, some people will uh, say, well, I don't need coaching. I don't know why people would want to have a coach. I mean, I don't. I am self-sufficient. I, okay, well, let's talk about how you can get better at, say, for example, this particular thing. How are you going to do it? Well, I don't know. Well, that's what a coach does. A coach is going to help you identify where you can improve. But here's the real problem with coaching, and this has been the problem with coaching forever, is that not everyone can afford it. And if we talk to 100 people, uh, agents, right, and we just talk to them for an hour, they're all going to want to be in coaching, but the reality of it is a minority of them can afford it. And I respect that. That's been a problem that has uh, vexed me for years. I've hated the fact that coaching is expensive. I mean, from our perspective, we have to pay the coaches. I mean, Rochelle has a daughter to feed, you know, house payment to make. All of our coaches, I mean, they're expensive. When you get great coaches like what we have, yeah, big expense. And then there's the cost of – so coaching itself is an expensive service to provide. So we couldn't really offer a discount rate. We couldn't very well make it so that you guys could have the level of coaching that we provide and not charge the fee that we charge. So our breakthrough coaching program for years has been right around $1,000 a month, $997 a month. And I know that's out of the budget for many of you until now. Something I'm extremely excited about, and like I said, we've been working on this for years, is we've always wanted to offer student loans. We wanted to make it so everyone that wanted coaching, not just the elite agents that could afford coaching, but we wanted to make it so every agent who wanted it, who recognized how it would benefit, for, uh, benefit them to be coached, how, they could, how can we actually make it so they can afford it? Well, guess what? We have a student loan program that we just put in place three days ago. It's brand new. We're the only ones in the industry that does it. And here's what you get. It's very simple. You, if you choose to uh, embrace our student loan coaching program, you can enroll in the Breakthrough Coaching Program. This is a coaching. You can also you know, pay yourself. You don't have to use our student loans. You can you know, use your own method of payment. That's fine. But if you want to enroll in Breakthrough Coaching, it, it's not $997 a month if you're financing it. It's only $359. You heard me right. Because what we've done is we're working with a finance company that's going to allow you guys to make it so that your coaching bill is basically a third of what it traditionally is. That way, so many more of you can op- uh, it opens the opportunity for so many more of you. It's very simple. It's very elegant. This makes it so that you can have the coaching that I suspect a lot of you would love to have, and now you can actually afford it at $359 a month. It, that excites the heck out of me. And this isn't some watered-down uh, version of our breakthrough coaching program. This is the same coaching program that, as you know, a lot of the most elite agents in the country have been enrolled in for years. Look at our superstar interviews, guys. A lot of the Bravo people, a lot of the nation's real estate leaders, they've been involved in our coaching programs. They have had to pay $1,000 a month, $997. Here forward, if you choose to embrace our student loan program, you can enroll in coaching for only $359 a month. Now, I'm going to make it very simple for you to, embrace, to take advantage of this. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and request a free coaching call. On that free coaching call, you'll get a free coaching call. You'll also get two free books that we give you, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. And the other book, of course, is um, The Real Estate Treasure Map. And guess what else? You'll get a free coaching call. And on that free coaching call, we'll answer any questions about the financing, and you can decide uh, what it means to you. So, Rochelle, I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, how cool is it that we can do this now? Oh, 11. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. It's so incredible. I mean, it's been, it was such a pain in the butt to put together, um, but there it is. I mean, I'm so excited. About, and I think, Rochelle, I think back to like, you know, 20 years ago, right, when we first got into real estate, if we'd come across 
this program, we still, Julie and I sold 100 houses our first year, and then I think we met you like our third or our fourth year when we were selling real estate. But had we had the opportunity that this coaching allows, think how much, think how much time that would have saved us and effort that would have saved us. And, I mean, you know, guys, this is the solution a lot of you have been looking for, and now this is something that I'm sure virtually all of you can afford. So, Rochelle, as we wrap up today's radio show, is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners, anything else you'd like to say to your current and future coaching clients? Something that maybe you've always wanted to, you know, verbalize from the tallest mountain because now you're able to speak to roughly 100,000 agents. My favorite thing that I love to say is the most successful agent is the agent that's not afraid to do what the other agents are afraid to do. So if you become that mm-hmm. person that's not afraid, you will be the most successful agent. Simple enough, right? Not much more to say exactly. than that. So guys... The bottom line is, is let us help you climb the mountain. Let us help you accomplish the goals. Uh, we've made it as simple as we possibly can. Request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Um, if you've been on the fence about coaching just because you're, uh, you didn't frankly have the financial wherefrall, I just eliminated that. You don't have to worry about it anymore. I have 359 bucks a month versus $997 a month. It's the same coaching program with the same coaches. You get the same material. It's just now a third of the price. Everyone listening right now, you've got to consider requesting a free coaching call. Free coaching calls for agents.com. So listeners, thank you very much for listening today. Do as we always ask you to do at the end of every radio show. Share the replay of this radio show with as many different agents as you can. If you're listening for the first time today to the radio show, do this. Go, go to Real Estate Coaching Radio and listen to some of the replays. And we've got hundreds and hundreds of replays of past uh, you know, interviews with real estate superstars, uh, industry experts, uh, you know, presidents and CEOs of real estate companies. Everyone and everyone and anyone you can possibly imagine has been interviewed or is scheduled to be interviewed uh, shortly for Real Estate Coaching Radio. Go there, listen. Decide if it's for you. At the very least, it's a great way for you to get free education on how to become successful and make the most of this incredible market. So, Rochelle... A, thank you for being a great coach. Thank you for being a longtime friend. And thank you for being my co-host on the radio today. Tim, can I add one thing? Um, If they want a personal Uh one-on-one coaching call with me, my link is different than the one that you said. Okay. Well, how about we just give them your email address and you just spell it? Works for me. My email is Rochelle, which is R-U-S, S as in Sam, C-H-E-L-E, at timandjulieharris.com. There you go. And the and of the Tim and Julie Harris is spelled out. All right, perfect. Listeners, we'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. Thank Thanks you. Yourself. Have a good day. My pleasure. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.